Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode number 158, Be Useful, Blaze a Trail. So you can probably tell I still have, you know, we call it that creeping crud that just sort of hangs in your sinuses and in your throat. And thankfully, I do not have the cough that is associated with it. But if you're thinking, oh, she sounds sick, I am. (laughs) But I wanted to step in here this week and record this episode. Um, I have been praying a lot about the first point in the way by St. Jose Maria Escriva, a collection of little thoughts, and this one always keeps coming back to me. It's the first point. Don't let your life be sterile. Be useful. Blaze a trail. Shine forth with the light of your faith and of your love. Now, the first time I heard that, I was on retreat, and I was pregnant with our fourth, and I'm just thinking to myself, okay, I'm just a mom who stays home with the kids. How can I be useful? How can I blaze a trail? And by the end of the weekend, I clearly understood. So I would just like to look at this again. First, let's think, how are we useful in our daily living? Well, we're useful in the way we love and care for our husband. We're useful in the way we take care of our children. We feed them, we clothe them, we educate them, we take them to soccer practice or wherever else they need to go. We create a home. We're useful because maybe we're in a position where we work outside the home as well. We're useful when we contribute to society, either through acts of service or maybe in monetary ways. And I guess you could say we're useful when we develop friendships and we share good experiences with others. But I think that what St. Jose Maria is talking about is when, when he says be useful, I think it's more how are we useful to God? And I would like to suggest that we are useful to God by doing all those things that I just listed, but with a small tweak. We are useful to God when we do everything, everything that we would normally do in our lives, but we do it for the glory of God, not for our own glory, but using our actions and our demeanor as kind of a selling point to others for seeking greater unity with Jesus Christ teaching your children the faith by showing them your love for God, your dependence on him, your embracing of his will, and your acceptance of God's will, even in the face of adversity. So Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. Whatever your cross is. Sometimes we're looking for those big crosses. We think, okay, when I get that big cross, I'll definitely take it up and follow him. And maybe some of us have big crosses, like health issues, or unemployment issues, or marriage or addiction issues. Maybe God is calling you to carry one of those heavy crosses, 
but he's also calling you to carry all those little crosses, like your tiredness, your exasperation with your children, making a meal to feed your family when you just don't feel like cooking. Sometimes we don't have one big heavy cross, but we collect a series of smaller crosses throughout the day that as we put them in our arms and we go throughout our day and we get another cross and we hold on to it, those can add up to the same weight of one big heavy cross. No one's keeping a tally. Be useful to God each day in the way he asks. And sometimes the hardest mortification, that sacrifice, that cross, can be a smile when you just don't feel like it. It can be holding on to your temper when you just want to release. It can be being curious and looking at your children or your husband and asking, hmm, I wonder why he did that. I wonder what's going on. I wonder why he's cranky. I wonder how I can serve him. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And then we can love others as Jesus loved us. So we are useful to God when we fall in love deeper and deeper with God because then we can love others better. Can you imagine if every day your one goal, your one New Year's resolution was to love your husband and each child you have as God loves them? How would that change how you show up for them? How would that change who you are and your desire to be more aligned with Christ? Be useful to God by bringing everyone, including yourself, closer to God. Now, what do you need in order to blaze a trail? We need a light, and the light is prayer. So many people ask me, how does coaching and developing an interior life, you know, work together? And I would say that whether we're dealing with big crises in our lives or just the day in, day out of our vocation, our calling as a wife and mother, we need to have authority over our thoughts. Our faith life often brings emotions like when God answers our prayers in a way that we want. We're happy, we're grateful, maybe we're relieved. Or in ways we don't like. Maybe we're sad or we're fearful. He always answers our prayers. Sometimes he just says no. And his answer always brings emotions. What we do with those emotions depends on our thinking. So many people think they should feel something when they pray or go to Mass, and they use the excuse, well, I don't get anything out of Mass, or I don't get anything out of prayer, so I'm not going to bother. Instead of thinking, I don't get anything out of prayer, how about changing the thought, here's where coaching comes in, how about changing the thought to, what can I put into prayer today to experience God's love? Our emotions are entirely in our control based on what we think in all areas of our life, including our life of faith. When I read a passage in the New Testament, 
I put myself in the scene and I contemplate what Jesus is trying to teach me. And I have lots of thoughts. I choose thoughts on purpose that challenge me to be a better woman and to love better. Sometimes my first thought is, oh, I already, I've heard this a million times. There's probably nothing else that Jesus can teach me here. And yet I sit and I just wait (laughs) and I wait and then I hear what he has to say. And it's usually something that's a little more nuanced than what I thought before, but it's like adding a little more clarity to loving better or a little more clarity in how I can show up better. And then in the big things, it's so easy to say to others, have faith, God will take care of you. And it's quite another thing to believe and live with that kind of faith. When Michael had stage three colon cancer about 17 years ago now, and the doctor came out of surgery and told me that I would probably have about two years with him before it really took hold and got bad again. I chose to believe God would take care of us. I had seven children. Our oldest was 18. And I didn't freak out. I didn't give in to fear. I chose to believe God would take care of everything. I was calm and collected. And he did, including healing Michael completely. And the only reason I could choose to be calm and trust him is because I had many years of practicing doing just that. Practicing the art of choosing trust. Telling my brain when it wanted to be afraid that God had always taken care of me. Looking for evidence, finding it, and then living from intentional thinking and not giving in to my emotions of fear. And now, 17 years later, I see that the trail I blazed then was teaching my children how to accept and be at peace with God's will, that he will always take care of them. And so when my dad got sick 10 years ago, and we prayed for his healing, and God answered our prayers and said, no, not this time. We trusted him. We were still sad but we trusted that God's will being done was the best thing. So what do we need to do to blaze a trail? Connect with God many times each day in dedicated prayer. Our Lord is waiting for you and for me. Stop whatever you're doing and go to prayer when it's time for prayer. Serve with Martha's heart and Mary's spirit through your presence of God, keeping him close in mind as you go about your daily work. I love these two phrases. The first one is Psalm 46. Be still and know that I am God. I am not a still person by nature. I worry. I like to control. I like to have things my way. But God has taught me that I don't know the best way to control And my way is not always the best way. And so in that learning process, I had to learn how to be still and know that I am not God, but that he is God and he will take care of me. And then the second phrase is from St. Augustine. Our hearts are restless 
until they rest in thee. And through 31 years of really learning how to pray, I know now that it is true. (laughs) It really, I can feel the peace when I am resting in God. And I know how it feels not to be at peace when I am not resting in God. The last part is how do we prevent life from feeling sterile, unproductive, unfruitful? So many women that I coach struggle with this. They feel like they've lost themselves. They feel like they're bored. They feel like they don't contribute anything to the world. And personally, I think that's the devil blinding them to all that they do as a wife and a mother. As a wife and a mother, we live to serve. We live to love. What better things could there be in life? We embrace the life and serve the people God has placed in our life with love. Mother Teresa said, not all of us can do great things, but we can do small things with great love. Now, I'm not so bold as to argue with Mother Teresa, but I do think that embracing God's call to being a wife who loves her husband in good times and bad, for richer and for poorer, in sickness and in health, is a great thing because of the small sacrifices of love that it takes to do that. A mother who cares for her children, corrects and teaches them day in and day out, is patient and kind when she doesn't feel like being patient and kind, is doing a great thing because of the small sacrifices of love that she makes. Living this calling, this vocation, of wife and mother may not be great in the eyes of the world. But see how living this calling, always striving to be just a little better than the day before, makes our life anything but sterile. Be useful. Blaze a trail. Shine forth with the light of your faith and of your love. Have a great week, everyone. Take care. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be? The woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at janet at findingjoyinmotherhood.com.